everyone, Tom Shanklin here. It's great to be with you. And I've got a message today for you called The Key to Every Blessing. The Key to Every Blessing. You know, my friends in the in the UK, uh, you know how we'll, we'll write maybe at the end of an email, we'll say, God bless you, or blessings. Well, they always say, every blessing, every blessing. And God wants you to have every blessing in Christ Jesus. But there's a key, and that's what we want to talk to you about today. And our scripture today is found in the Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. So let's read from the Word of God. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, that is in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Praise God. You know, Paul was a man who was uh, tortured, tormented, persecuted, criticized, mocked for the gospel. Uh, he, he was brought before kings. He was brought before religious leaders. And, and uh, he suffered greatly for the gospel. And if you would go by man's opinion, he would be ashamed of the gospel because everyone was against him or many people were against him. But yet, when Paul wrote to the Romans, he says, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. This is the message that you need, praise God. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. You know, it's so important that we believe the gospel. And I often think about the scripture in, in uh, Hebrews in the fourth chapter. It talks about the gospel was preached unto them, to the Israelites, as well as unto us. But the gospel did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. So, you know, you can have a hundred Bibles on your shelf. Uh, you, can have, uh, you can have them laying all over your house. But what is important is that we take the word of God into our hearts, that it would find good ground and it would grow. And we need to believe the word of God. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's why we're on YouTube right now. That's why we're talking to you is to bring you faith because through faith, the blessings of the gospel come. And so Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. And, you know, so often we think of the power of God. We think of the, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. And certainly it is the power of God in creation, the power of God to raise the dead, to heal the sick and all these things. But here he says, the gospel is the power of God. And I have found that by experience in my life, that when the gospel is preached, the power of God is present. I know Billy Graham used to say you know, in, in his ministry, when he took out the word of God and when he read the word of God and quoted the word of God, there was power. There was a power there. There is a power in this gospel message that cannot be found any other way. And this word in the original, it's dunamis, dunamis power, the word from which we get our word dynamite. Praise God. God's gospel is dynamite. Praise God. And it's dynamite to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And it really doesn't matter what 
division you're from or part or race or culture or nation. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a male or female, black or white. If you came from an Islamic background or a Catholic background or Lutheran background or a Buddhist background or whatever background, Hindu background, God loves you. And he sent his son to die on Calvary for your sins, praise God, so that you could have eternal life. And you see, when Jesus died on that cross, he took the penalty for our sins and he was buried and he rose again. And we know that because he lives, we live also and we are partakers of his life. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this message, praise God. And so, you know, we may suffer persecution. People might laugh at us. People might think it's funny that we preach the gospel, but I don't care. I'm not ashamed, praise God, because this is the message that changed my life. Amen. I would not be here today if it was not for the good news of Jesus Christ, if it was not for what God did for us on that cross and sending Jesus and the precious blood that was shed. I would not be here, but he saved my life, praise God. He forgave me and he gave me a new life. Amen. And so I'm not ashamed of this gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Hey, here's here's my great co-evangelist. Amen. Praise the Lord. Preach it, brother. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today, uh, Susan is preparing to... Uh, share in a church and so she's been studying too which is which is good so she's going to be preaching to me probably between now and then and we're excited we're excited to take the good news to the nations we're excited to take the good news to our nation and we're excited to bring the good news to you praise god so paul said i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god unto salvation and then verse 17 says for in it for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So I want us today to think about righteousness, because that is really what we're talking about here, is the key to every blessing is this righteousness, you see. And as Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And then he said, for in it, for that, that means in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. You see, through the gospel, we can receive a gift of righteousness. And through that gift, we are we're forgiven, we're changed, we're made different on the inside, and we are counted righteous in his sight. So I want you to think about today if you were in prison, in the deepest, darkest part of a high security, maximum, maximum security prison, locked down there in darkness, and, you know, uh, smelling the sewer and the grotesque conditions that you were in, because not because you were innocent of something, but because you were guilty and they had put you in this dark place, and you were there, and you were just stuck, and there was no way out, and you had a life sentence, and that's where you were. But all of a sudden, there was a judge that proclaimed 
you innocent, that exonerated you from all guilt of the crime and said, no, not guilty. Let him go free. And you're able to come out of that deep, dark prison and you're out of, able to come out of that pit. And it would be just as if you had never committed a crime. All the guilt of the crime would be gone. And all the shame would be gone. And all the darkness associated with the crime that you committed, no matter how dark it was, it was all forgiven and forgotten. Well, that's what righteousness does for you. Praise God. That is the power of the gospel. You see, we talk about the power of God, but you see, the power of God is released through the gospel. It's released by this, this tremendous substitution that took place on the cross where Jesus took our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness. By his stripes, we were healed. And you know, you see, he became sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He became sin so that we might become righteous. Praise God. And that is the key to every blessing. You see, these things are not just some religious phraseology. It's not just some thought that someone dreamed up, you know, to, to sound good. No, this is a spiritual reality that what Jesus did for us is reckoned to us for righteousness when we believe on Jesus Christ. Praise God. And that is the key to every blessing. I want to think about just some of the things that come to us, some of the various blessings that come to us. We could go on and on about these, but I, I've got seven of them here that I thought of. And of course, there's, as I say, many more. But number one, the blessing of eternal life. Praise God. It means we'll live with God forever. Otherwise, we'd be separated from him and we'd be in an outer darkness and we'd be in a hopeless situation forever. Praise God. But through Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. The wages of sin is death and we've all sinned. The wages of that sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, the Bible said that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But you see, the righteous will inherit the kingdom of God and they will shine forever like the stars. Praise God. And that is a gift from God. You see, because righteous, unrighteous people will not go into heaven. But because of what Jesus did, you are made righteous. Praise God. All right. And then secondly, peace with God. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, justified is another form of the Greek that's translated righteous. And it, it literally means to be made righteous. This is the supernatural act of God in which he makes us righteous through what Jesus did. <clears throat> being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So before that, we're enemies with God. Think of it. We're separated by our rebellion and by our sin. Our holy God cannot abide with these things. But when we receive 
the sacrifice of his son. He makes us righteous, praise God, and we have peace with him. We have peace with the creator of the universe, amen? So, you know, I mean, this is, this is so powerful that you're in relationship with him and he's your father. Not because of what you did right, but because of what Jesus did for you. It's a gift, praise God. And then because of righteousness, we have a victorious life. In Romans chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Christ Jesus. Now that reign is R-E-I-G-N. It means to rule like a king. Praise God. God puts us in a position of authority through receiving Jesus Christ because we receive the gift of righteousness. Amen. So you see, it's about receiving. It's not about earning. It's not about being good enough on your own. It's about receiving the grace of God. It's receiving this transformational power of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we can have a victorious overcoming life by faith in Jesus Christ. And then answered prayer. How many of you have some prayers that you'd like to have answered? Well, it says the fervent effectual prayer. This is James chapter 5, verse 16. The fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. You see, God hears the prayer of the righteous. Praise God. You say, well, I, I've done too much wrong. Uh, I, I, I'm not righteous. But you see, when you receive Jesus Christ, he forgives all your sins. See, we've got to actually take the Bible as the truth. We've actually got to believe what God said. You know, I, <clears throat> I heard someone say, how can you expect to be successful if you do not agree with God? Well, God said <laughs> that if you receive his son as your Lord and Savior, you are forgiven and you are made righteous. You are the righteousness of God in him. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So think of it when you just picture in your mind Jesus hanging on that cross, nailed to the cross, bleeding and dying. That was because of your sin that that took place. Your sin was literally placed upon Jesus. And then through your faith in him, in that death and in that resurrection, you receive forgiveness and a gift of righteousness. Praise God. So be a receiver. Praise God. And then you can approach the Lord. Amen. In prayer and receive uh, answers to your prayer. Healing. First Peter 2.24 who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. By his stripes you were healed. Praise God. So there's a healing through the punishment that he took. And then access to God, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, talks about that we are to come before the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How can I approach God boldly? You know, if I have to come on my own righteousness, my own goodness, 
If I approach him at all, it's not going to be boldly. But yet he says, I can approach, approach him boldly. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Because he gave me a gift of righteousness. Because God has made me right. He's declared me righteous. He's brought me out of that pit. Amen. He has exonerated me of all guilt. Amen. He's washed me white and clean. Praise God. No, I don't deserve it. I fail. If you look at my life, it's a failure. You know, if you look at my past, it's dark. But God cleansed me. Amen. And he's cleansed you as well. So don't live under that guilt and condemnation, which brings us to the final point that I have. And there's many others, but freedom from condemnation. You know, the Bible said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So sin's been, been condemned, but you're not, amen, because you're made righteous. Praise God. So I want to encourage you in this gift of righteousness, which is the key to everything. Now he says here that this righteousness is revealed through the gospel. And we know the teaching on righteousness, there's many different scriptures, especially in the book of Romans, about righteousness. But one of the real key ones is found in Romans chapter 3, verse 21. I'll just turn over here. Romans chapter 3, verse 21. But now, Paul says, apart from the law, the righteousness of God is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So he's talking about this righteousness, this key to everything. He says, now this righteousness, the righteousness of God. Now think about that. You, know, you could say the righteousness of Tom and then put it beside the righteousness of God. Which would you rather have? Well, I can tell you which I'd rather have. I want the righteousness of God. That, that means God's righteousness. God's righteousness, you see, is imputed to us. It's reckoned to us. Well, he says, now this righteousness is manifested apart from the law. But it says, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In other words, this really is not contrary or contradictory to the Old Testament. The seeds of the gospel were in the Old Testament as well. But the Old Testament and the law, the law was given that the world may become guilty. And the Bible says that the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So through the law, we see that we cannot please God. We cannot please God ourselves. The only way we can please God is through faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Well, what do we need to have faith in? I mean, just say, well, I have faith. A lot of people say that. Well, I, I, you know, I, my, my faith is important to me. Well, faith in what? Faith in God and what he did through Jesus Christ. You see, it's faith in the gospel. And that's the thing about this scripture in Romans. He, he said, this is, this is the power of God to them that believe. In it, 
the righteousness of God. It's through the faith in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. And so it's through faith in the gospel that we have answered prayer, victorious life, and all these things that we mentioned. See, because that's the key into all these things. Praise God. So so often we talk about having faith for healing or having faith for our family or having faith for finances. But you see, it all goes back to our relationship with God. And that comes through Jesus Christ. He's the only way. He's the only way. He is the way. He is the truth and the life. So Romans chapter 3, verse 21, as we said, now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. God didn't change his mind. It was all in seed form in the Old Testament as well. The righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. So not by keeping all the commandments, all right? But you see, when you receive Jesus Christ, then he puts the commandments in your heart. He causes you to want to do what is right. That's why uh, the verse that we quoted before uh, in Romans chapter 8, he talks about that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Because you see, when we believe the Holy Spirit comes in to our heart and makes us want to do what is right. And so God wants you to do what's right. Amen. He just doesn't want you to brag about it and say, well, I'm going to heaven because I do things right. No, brag about what Jesus did on the cross, amen? And then let him work in you progressively to bring out his righteousness in your life. Praise God. All right, so this righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all and upon all that believe, for there's no distinction. See, Jew, Gentile, black, white, Native American, Hindu, Muslim, European, whatever. Amen. It's for all of us. Amen. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you lived a so-called good life or not so good life. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, which is the next verse here. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody needs a Savior. So you need to understand the gospel because in the gospel, the power of God will be released in your life. Amen. You have needs in your life, don't you? You need peace. You need some comfort. You need to get out from under this guilt and condemnation. You need to get out from the tormenting spirits that want to make your life miserable. Well, it all comes through the good news that God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And whosoever, that includes you, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, God, the, the devil's got people confused, thinking that God's against them, wants to throw them in hell. You know, he's just a, a mean old tormentor. You know, he just he just wants to make your life miserable. No, no, no. God loves you. Amen. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Did you know the Bible said that, that Jesus came? He, Jesus said himself, I came not into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. You see? He came to forgive. He came to make a way for us to have eternal life and the blessings of God and a relationship with God in freedom. All right, now I want to talk to you about, and I guess we, we've touched on this to some extent, but going back to Romans chapter 1 and, and uh, try to tie this together here, but Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, he said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. 
And then verse 17, he says, For in it, that is in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So, so often we think about the gospel. That's what people need. You know, when they go to a Billy Graham crusade, of course, Billy Graham's not with us, but I'm talking about an evangelistic event or somebody shares the gospel and you accept Jesus Christ in your heart. And if you haven't done that, we'll give you an opportunity in just a minute. But here it says that this is more than that. It's, it's for your whole life. You see, the just shall live by faith. Amen. That means not only that time when you came to the Lord, but every day of your life, you live by faith, right? What do you live by faith in? In the gospel. How are you going to survive today? Through the gospel. How are you going to have peace today? Through the gospel. How are you going to start treating your spouse right? Through the gospel. Amen. How are you going to start acting like Jesus, like you're supposed to? Through the gospel. Amen. Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. You know, there's a scripture in Colossians where Paul said, as you have received Christ Jesus, so walk you in him. Well, how do you receive Christ Jesus? You receive him by faith, right? So how are you going to walk with Jesus? You walk with him by faith, by remembering what God did for you in Christ by remembering that your sins are forgiven and that you have a gift of righteousness and that Jesus Christ lives in you, amen, on an ongoing basis. You see, he says, he says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. That speaks to me of a progression, you know. Faith to faith speaks to me like you would say day by day or hour by hour. In other words, it's an ongoing faith to faith. Amen. You see, I need a faith for today. Amen. The faith I had yesterday is not sufficient for today. Amen. Now, it's faith, still faith in the gospel, but I need my faith to work today. Amen. To bring me on in a manifestation of God's righteousness, to help me to grow in holiness and to be more like Jesus. You see, that purity that God is calling us to in our lives will not come by our own self-efforts. No, but we need to give ourselves to it. But it's still through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's by faith in what he did, not what I did. You know, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Abide in me. Let your words abide in, in you. And you will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. You see, if we want to succeed in the Christian life, we need to choose to live in Christ. We need to choose to place ourselves in him and let him guide our lives. To pray daily, Lord, I want to be more like you. I want you to manifest yourself in my life. And then to abide in his word, to spend time in his word and feed on the gospel. Amen. So what am I saying? I'm saying, look, live by the gospel. It, it's something for every day. Don't ever get too far away from the cross. Amen. Yes, we are to grow and we're to mature, but we always build on that foundation of Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. So if you never accepted Jesus, I want to invite you to do that right now. 
The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So by confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And you believe unto righteousness. So in other words, if you're not righteous right now, which none of us are on our own, but if you don't have that gift and that assurance, you can receive it right now by faith in Jesus Christ. So say these words from your heart. Just say, Dear Father, thank you for sending Jesus. I believe he died for me. And I believe he rose again. And today I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. And I will follow him as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And I just want to pray for you, too. Whatever the need is in your life, maybe it's peace in your mind. Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe it's uh, troubles in your finances. Maybe it's a health issue. Righteousness is the key to it all. And the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. So we can believe God now because of the righteousness he's given us that you'll receive what you need. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for each one that's watching or listening. I thank you for the peace that comes to us through Jesus Christ, through that work of the cross on Calvary and the forgiveness of sins. And I thank you for righteousness. And Lord, I just thank you for that assurance right now and that peace. And I thank you for revealing yourself to each one that is watching or listening of your love and the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Lord, we just thank you for healing sickness and disease in Jesus' name. We thank you for restoring families. We thank you for deliverance from mental torment, and we command every evil spirit to go. And we call forth clarity of mind to God's people. We thank you, Lord, for healing relationships and marriages and moms and dads with their children. And Lord, we just thank you for your blessings. Every blessing comes through the gospel. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, check out our website. We'll put that on the screen. And subscribe to our channel. And, uh, you know, give us a thumbs up if you think it was any good today. And we'll keep trying to give you good messages to encourage your heart because God is definitely good. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Good News for Everyone from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom and I want to invite you to visit our website at www.shanklinministries.org. You will find many encouraging articles and videos and podcasts. There's news about our worldwide outreach and also ways you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you.